Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Habibis, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for this week, Osama Darius. And I'm Fawzi Mesmer. And life from LA, Rami Ismail. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I, had to, I had to try that. I had to try that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, after so many episodes, I still absolutely love our theme music. Mm. Every time I hear it, it just brings me joy and makes me happy. I, mm. I don't know if I, I don't know if it's the same for you, <laughs> but I have I, very good associations with that. With this, I mean, the <laughs> fact that I'm not grumpy at seven a.m. after listening to that <laughs> says that it's good music because any other music right now, and I'd be upset. <laughs> I think so it's, why? One, it's, it's one of the good things about Rami not drinking is that we almost <laughs> certainly like make sure that he he wakes up. He's only grumpy from sleep, not only yeah. grumpy and hungover. Yeah. <laughs> it's only the one grumpy. It's, it's the one grumpy. You don't get the layers, but uh, I do uh, get the I do get the wake up voice. So my voice is a little raspy today. But that's the so, radio voice, though. That's the, the radio best. voice. That's why I wanted to try it. I'm like, okay, let's go. We should find like that location which we all wake up at 7 a.m. and just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, I think we have to be like. Raspy. We'll be in the same time zone if that happens, right? That's yeah, true. We are yeah. three game developers drinking yeah. tea. <laughs> and, and oh boy, do we need the tea this morning. We really need the tea. We really need the tea. <laughs> yeah, so that that episode where we're in the same location, hopefully that'll happen at some point, right? At some point, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah one day. It's still shocking to me that we've never been in the same room at the same time. Like two, each every combination of two of us have, yep. <laughs> but not all three of us together. Yep. So, so that's how it is. So we need to fix that. Absolutely. So Rami, what are you doing all the way in LA? There was this. Uh, there was this little thing called the Game Awards. Uh, oh, which I think is I've heard of the, it. I've heard of that. Yeah. It is the um, the Jeff Keighley sponsored by Games Industry Award Show, um, <laughs> and I, I will say, describing it. I I, lo- I like the show. I'm I've I every year I've been a fan. I've gone a few times, mm. um, and you know it's a whole spectacle. It's a whole thing, and it's it's honestly more like announcement program than award show. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm generally not. Like the awards themselves don't interest me all that much. They're they're press awards, right? It's the press yeah. handing out their end of year lists. Yeah. Um, which I don't really care for. Like I, I, I love the press, I appreciate the press, but they tend to have a, a different look on games than I have, right? Yeah, they're a bias. That's mm-hmm. fair. It's okay to have a bias. I, right? Of course they are. Like everybody is biased, right? And and the press has a specific per, like specific perspective on games and yeah. uh, you know, all these big websites uh, choose who wins and there's an audience award but they sort of represent a similar but different perspective to the press yeah. so for me like you know the the um, the gdc awards or the dice awards or the baftas those are the awards that interest me because they're peer awards right they're yeah. awards given by game developers to game developers for good execution of our craft rather than for like a good product coming out at the other end yeah, mm-hmm. and I 100% agree with that. Uh, what I would like to add is I've been on uh, boards that I'm sure both of you have as well that you know nominated and voted for uh, winners of awards. And one thing people don't yeah. realize is how close the votes are sometimes, where it's really anyone's win. It happens mm-hmm. so many times, and at the end, it's really just human beings at the end giving their opinion. So yep. 
I I think a nomination is nearly as good as a, a as a win, just based on that, just based on my experience of seeing um, how it goes down behind the scenes for all of these awards. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also like on a judging panel for like a bunch of these things. Like one one of the highlights for me is in the Game Developers Choice Awards, and we like, yeah. but it's also one of the most difficult things for me as well. Because like yeah. I could like I want to nominate like the best game for game design. Like there's great game design in all of them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there's like you know things that worked out really well. There's some things that didn't work in almost every video game. It's the way it works, you know. It's always yeah. because it's I, such a, like a big team effort. It's hard for me to like um, to identify an aspect of a game and go like this aspect of the game is the best out of all the other games out there you know just it, right there's something odd about that no it is it is odd but at the same time i think if if i would want an award like that i would want it from the people that are in the you know that are in the same job as me absolutely um, and like i said i i love i love the press but their their perspective will always be that of what product is this and and how does yeah. this how does this outcome come together right Mm-hmm. And that, that's important. It's an important function. The press is, is critical to the games industry. Um, I just I just don't care as much about what they think is the best game of the year. Uh, not because I I don't care. I actually find it super fun to read all the game and uh, the end of year lists. Right? I love reading <laughs> yeah, them. For sure. I love reading yeah. their perspective and their thoughts. And some of them have really interesting uh, ways of approaching games because they're very different people than me. And I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But if I was gonna get an award or care about an award, it, it would be one that the the two of you pick for, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or and I I get uh, that it's the like yeah. there are audience choice awards and they're valid, like wh- yeah. whatever is popular, right? But yeah. again, I put less stakes in that than what my peers yeah. are voting. So yeah, the, there was that, and then um, um, obviously this is the first time I've been back in North America. Uh, in well, in in the U.S. in particular, in a, in a long while, um, so that had a lot of um, a lot of feelings attached to it. Um, North America was rough. Being in the U.S. was fun, um, but uh, seeing the whole U.S. games development community again was really nice. Like it's a good bunch. I've I've missed them a lot. Um, they're a little more extra than our our European developers. Uh, I, I will extra. say, I love it. A little more extra. Um, it's really weird. Being in the U.S. has been really strange because it it almost feels it feels like a caricature of my memories at the moment, mm-hmm. right? It's it's L.A. has these big roads, so many cars. Like everybody drives like they're possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so much good food. Uh, the sunsets are preposterous. The trees are are trees. Um, <laughs> you know, everything is big and loud, and like it, it wants your attention, and you're constantly a little scared in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's weird. I just, I obviously, I've been in Europe for two years uh, almost, and my life has changed a lot in those two years. Being back here is is just very different. Uh, so it, that's been interesting. Um, and then obviously I've been sort of like sorting through all the stuff that got announced. <laughs> a so lot of stuff got announced. So much stuff. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Because I was genuinely a little tired of the games industry for a while where I'm like, come on, something cool has to happen soon, right? And there were a few releases that were good. 
Mm-hmm. But there wasn't like the announcements that made me go like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. And I I will admit, I was very excited for a number of games that got announced. Ooh, I'd love to hear what your shortlist is of ex- games you're excited about. Yeah, Let, let's let's do that in a second because I have one more one more thing I wanted to add. Oh. One thing I like about the Game Awards is that you get to dress up. It's a fancy <laughs> event. Uh, so I got to dress up, which was great. I got to put on a suit and like I'll see uh, see everybody else like kind of dress up, and it was it was really fun and and you know cute and just funny to see the game more the the games industry dress up. Um, it it feels know, like everybody threw themselves at at it with a little bit more conviction. Than normal years because normal years you see a lot of devs still coming in a blazer with their own video game logo t-shirt under it yeah it was kind of nice year. to see people actually dressing up like an yeah. award ceremony right. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. not doing yeah. the video game dressing up when it's like you know t-shirt <laughs> uh, blazer and sneakers and yep. sneakers yeah. <laughs> yeah uh no so that was awesome uh incredible suits uh incredible dresses incredible like just people coordinating incredible outfits um, one one good friend of mine, they went in what is basically a, a Final Fantasy antagonist outfit, uh, pure <laughs> white, uh, beautiful outfit. Um, there there was there was a lot there was a lot going on, uh, which was awesome. It was good to see everybody. <laughs> That's great. Well, I mean, I've been noticing that um, you know the tendency for you to to find an excuse to wear a suit has been increasing a lot over the season. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've been. I think I normally wear about that many suits. I just go to way more things where I don't wear a suit. I have fair enough. Normally, right? Yeah. Um, well, now really only the events I'm coming out for are the really big ones. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, that you go sense. to the orchestra. Uh, and you go to uh, this. Oh, I, it was fun actually. The the vocalist, the singer that I work with at the orchestra, Julie Elvin, mm-hmm. um, she also performed here. Oh, nice! Uh, oh. And I and I took the same suit with me. Uh, so this, you know, she has now seen me in that suit at two different events where she was performing <laughs> in one year on two continents. Wow. That was a really funny coincidence. Just be like, hey, you. You you you're you're doing okay. Hi, but um, to be fair, you look really good in that suit. <laughs> I, I did. I it's a good suit. It's, it's a, a good, good suit. suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I clean up well. Um, I you know it almost makes you think I should do that more often, but no, no, I'm not going to do that more often. Uh, this the suit is fun for occasions, but I think my dad sort of raised me with an occasion. A good occasion needs a good suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but suits are kind of expensive, and you know, I, <laughs> I don't want to keep buying suits. So I also don't want to reuse a suit too often because then it stops being that suit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this this is probably the last time that suit will come out. Maybe one more time, but then then it's time for something else. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, announcements. I mean, you you two watch from the outside. I, uh, you know, my 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 butt fell off by the time we were done because it was three three hours. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> uh, so it was a little long. But like, obviously, you, you had a, a great perspective on it because you weren't there. 
which in the games <laughs> industry usually means that you got the better experience. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was actually not feeling well during the awards. Mm-hmm. So I did watch a couple of trailers, then I took a break, and I kept doing that. So I must have missed a lot. <laughs> uh, I still have a lot that I watched and a lot that I'm excited about. But I think Fauzi got the best experience of the three of us. Well, I was asleep throughout the entire time because it was so, <laughs> so somehow I still got the best experience. Of it. It's three a.m. till six a.m. So I would say yes, I most definitely had the best experience because I was the sound, best, yeah. <laughs> I was the most comfy out of the three, the two of you for sure. Like Rami's, Rami's tired and Osama not feeling well. I was fast asleep. Oh, <laughs> like nice. during every second of it but when i woke up i obviously watched everything um, it was the super cut of all the trailers together and then like the key moments and that was still an hour and a half wow. so yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah i can feel that there was so much going on i think the trailers on their own were like an hour Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, just pure trailers of everything and I, I think the i think the trailers must have been the majority of the show yeah, yeah. like by a long distance yeah there was so much going on it's cool there it, was it, a lot it's it's like there's now you know two e3s a year there's yeah. like <laughs> if your trailer doesn't land on e3 it can land on the game awards so you uh, know malish, this, no problem <laughs> At this point, almost also vice versa, right? Like, I, I, I wonder which the bigger stage is. I think it's the Game Awards, actually. I'm yeah. starting to think it might be the Game Awards. Well, like, E3 you now is more of a time of the year kind of thing, really. right? Not necessarily yeah. the actual uh, physical stage. Right. Yeah, I know. There, are, there are definitely more announcements in E3 because there's just more stages and more happening. Like, mm-hmm. it's over a longer period of time. But yeah. I think in, in terms of viewership for a specific hour or a specific period, I think it's higher at the Game Awards, right? Yeah, I think so. That's that's my feeling. That's my gut feeling. I'm not sure, but yeah. But uh, it, yeah, it's a lot of trailers uh, and there's a lot of eyeballs on them at the same time. So that's cool. It's like, you know, a time to celebrate gaming. So that's always yes. a good thing, you know? So oh, yeah. more of those, please. Like, the more time we get to celebrate gaming, we come together as an industry. Yeah, more of that is always great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love more of that on this side of the pond, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, both E3, GDC, and now this happened to be in the US. It's great, but also it means I'm fast asleep when most of the stuff <laughs> happening. Or I need to, like, you know, do what Rami's doing, travel uh, travel across the, across the world, then wake up at 7 a.m. to deal with what's happening in Europe. So, live from LA, live World from LA. premiere. Yeah, I would, I would love, I would love uh, more stuff to come out uh, to like have a similar impact, but to come out from Europe, especially like you know, um, and I tweeted about this, especially like looking at the the amount of content that was coming out through the gaming awards. I was so proud of the Swedish games industry, mm-hmm. like they were killing it, man. There's so much cool stuff coming out of Sweden. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Like really watching it, it's like, oh, that's a game in Sweden. Oh yeah, that's uh, you know the, these guys working on this game. These guys working on that game. Oh yeah, I know these guys. You know, like it's like um, people from the hood and like they're having a very big uh, appearance at the Game Awards. Yep. So hats off to all the Swedish yeah. game developers. They made it all the way to Game of the Year, right? So also yep. congratulations there. Also, like you yep. know, I want to say that like on that topic of the Game of the Year um, uh, award winner. Uh, I don't know, Joseph, for that one, but Rami, you mentioned that, you know, but for me, seeing an Arab on stage winning that award, oh, going yeah. like, you know, super proud. 
But also an Arab, an Arab Swede winning that award, I'm like, you know, double proud. <laughs> like, like there's so, so many ways that I could vicariously attach myself to his accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, very proud and, and really happy for him and the team. It's, uh, it's an amazing, well-deserved yeah. award. That game was something special, really. I, I'm still playing it with my with my daughter. Uh, it takes two. And we're absolutely loving it. We're absolutely loving it. It's really, really well-deserved. I could see it being some people's favorite games of all time, like not just of this Yeah, game. Yeah. It's, 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 it was a cool ending to the show. He's such a genuine guy, you know, he like is. on the show. And like, you know, there's the, the, you know, the, I can relate to him on an Arab level, the stuff that he says, you know, like <laughs> go out there and have kids. Have kids. It's totally what an Arab guy would say. Like, I, I thought like all of my, my friends or like relatives from back home be like, why are you still don't have kids? Go out there and have some kids. It's like, it's basically every time I visit home, I get very similar messages. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an Arab thing. It was definitely an Arab thing to do. I'm not sure if it was a smart thing to do, no. but it was definitely an Arab thing to do. Yes. I, think, I think the the F the Oscars thing went over a lot better than, oh, yeah, uh, than uh, go ha- go get kids. Yeah, he also said it. He also said it like he was going to get them at the supermarket. At the market, yeah. <laughs> Don't and pick them like, up on your way home. I like it. This is the most Arab thing that has happened in video games for a while now. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But there's, there's something endearing about like how genuine he is. Of course, like, you know, some of the words that come out might not land in the right way for sure. But also yeah. like it's it's um <laughs> It's it's who he is up there on the Yeah, stage, no, right? he's really genuine. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it's pretty pretty a pretty funny moment for me. Like I think like you know if I wasn't an Arab, I would be like, what's going on? But then you know, being an Arab, I would like, yep, that's like you know every time I visit family, I. <laughs> right. uh, this is the but, but it's cool. I'm very happy that uh, you know like uh, it's it's a great game. Yeah, really absolutely. deserving of the award. I'm happy for him and his team to have uh, received that recognition. Absolutely, I'm, I'm excited be... about some of the announcements that completely took me, you know, by surprise. Well, Sama, uh, can you tell us about some of them? I'll tell you about the ones I saw. So, there's this game that was not on my radar at all that didn't hear whispers about or anything called Arc Raiders that looked really, really cool, where it's like uh-huh. co-op fighting giant robot type things. Yeah. Um, that looked really fun. Um, uh, and that's I a Swedish love... game. Is it? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't even realize yeah, it's that. A Swedish game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like uh... the tone of it. The tone was different than you would expect yeah. for like. And, and now that you're saying it's Swedish, yeah, it makes sense. Because if it was an American game, it would be a more military, more uh, drab. There's a certain aesthetic that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that yeah. was different. And I... yeah, it's like the, it's the it's the Swedish aesthetic when they started on a game in summer. Yeah. yeah. And then the winter slowly crept up, and it got darker, and they made the game a little darker, and then summer started coming again, so the colors <laughs> came back in. So there's this weird whiplash, like this weird wi- tonal whiplash of like rainbow stripes, also giant robots. <laughs> it's also um, the, the 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 song that was featured in the, in mm-hmm. the trailer. I keep dancing on my own, which was completely stuck yes. in my mind for the rest yes. of the day. Mm. Well, also by a Swedish pop star. Uh, Robin <laughs> is her name. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, so, like uh, those guys, um, there's they're, they're like almost a sister studio to Dice. So there's a lot of oh. friends that worked on that game. 
That's great. Um, a lot of ex-dicers are uh, at Embark Studios here in Stockholm. So yeah, that game looks dope. Very, very, very excited about uh, getting my hands mm-hmm. on it for sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, what else caught it, your attention, Lusama? So, okay, I, this is going to maybe be a little bit controversial, but I'm a huge fan of Star Trek. And there's like a Star Trek between quotes telltale game that was announced. And I don't know how I feel about that whole... Wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Uh, telltale Star Trek game? Wasn't that announced or did I imagine that? I mean, there's a Quantic Dream Star Wars game. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not the one I'm talking about. That I have friends who worked on, on that. No, there was one. a Star Trek game. Yeah. There was? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Star Trek Resurgence. Yeah, that's it. I must have I must have gone to the bathroom for that one. <laughs> okay, you had me second thinking myself. I'm like, did I imagine the game that I wanted? Live from LA. Uh, <laughs> live from LA. I was at the bathroom. No, I, I mean, it was a, Keep in mind, this was a three-hour show. I did hop out yeah. to go to the bathroom like of once, course. and I was gone for like a few minutes. So well, that must have been apologies the one to time. the Star Trek. <laughs> my apologies to the Star Trek Resurgence team for doubting that your game actually exists. And during development, there are many moments where you also doubt that. Please don't believe me. Your game was announced, and it is real. Yes, well, I mean, as a massive Trekkie, I'm just gonna I'm gonna play that. There's no way you're gonna keep me from playing yeah. that on day one. Um, whether I, can try. I was excited I can about try. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that challenge. <laughs> oh, you know what? Attack them. Our special Habibi's episode. Oh no. <laughs> Osama just casually walking to his living room to play a video game. Then all of a sudden, Rami jumps out from behind the cushion <laughs> and tackles him to the ground. I'm not allowing you to do this. I mean, I, I figure Rami would be more insidious. He'd like hack my internet and like block all news I, from the Star Trek games. So I literally, <laughs> I'd literally just cut the, the every HME cable, HDMI oh, no. cable in your house. I just sit, grab some scissors. Oh my God, that's I worse like than what Rosie said. I'd rather you tackle me. No, nope, <laughs> at nope. least I can play something <laughs> else if you tackle me. Yeah. <laughs> my cable, yes, every single one. And yes. then I'll tie them together in a knot so you don't see that they're cut. <laughs> <laughs> so you spend at least like twenty minutes diagnosing the problem. This keeps getting worse. Oh my god! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited already. Let me know when the game comes out, Josama. <laughs> no, I will not. Also, let me know if the guest room is available that week. <laughs> oh no! Um, the other game I'm super excited about, and I'm very biased, is uh, Wonder Woman. Um, oh yeah, mm. yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Monolith. I love uh, the Shadow of Games, um, and especially the first one, of course, but the second one as well, uh, and I really, really hope it has a nemesis system in it. I know that's a very easy thing to say. It's like, yeah, they're known for that one thing, and I hope that one thing makes it into the next game that they're making. But, I mean, there are not no other games that are using that system, and I thought it was such a strong, good system. So I really hope that uh, it leverages that. But I have no idea. The, uh, the announcement sur- surprised me like everyone else. I said I'm biased because it's, another, it's a sister studio of ours, like uh, Monolith and, and WB Games Montreal are... Mm-hmm. Uh, both under the WB umbrella, um, so I have hopes, and I'm I'm a fan of comics, as you know, uh, um, and that's it. Those are my top three exciting announcements for uh, I'm Game just, Awards. Wait, I'm, I'm supposed just... to limit it to three? 
No, no, go, go. Makes I'm just seven. very happy that there's a game award that there's um, a Wonder Woman game, a Wonder Woman thing where I don't have to feel weird about uh, Gal Gadot. Yes, yes. I was like, oh, nice. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I can absolutely. enjoy this. That's that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, and if if it turns out that she's voicing it, then forget what I said. No, yeah, my leash. There'll be another game. There'll be yeah. another game. We'll play. There'll be a Black Widow game eventually. We'll play the long game. I have a um, bunch that I can talk okay. about that uh, yeah, I was excited. Like uh, there's like a big group. So like, uh, first of all, I'm gonna start by saying sorry for anybody who I didn't mention. There's really so many games, but I wanna yeah. like mention some of the games that uh, stood out for me. Um, uh, one is Planet of Lana. Um, it's uh, another Swedish oh, game yeah. made good. by Wishfully Studios. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it looks very interesting. It looks very different. And it's um, they, they start by mentioning that um, The Last Guardian's uh, Takeshi Fur- uh, Furukawa is, uh, wrote the music for the game. So you can you can feel that uh, that energy coming through the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, li- I like the style of that. It looks uh, very interesting. Yeah, right. Uh, um, Arc Raiders we spoke about before uh, for many reasons. Very excited to play that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looked uh, looked pretty dope. Uh, very happy that uh, we're getting an Alan Wake too. <laughs> of course, that, that's the, that's the <laughs> one for me. That's the big one. That's the one uh, I expected Rami to, to say, Alan Wake, and that is it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. I mean, the first one is great, but like, uh, how long have you been waiting, Rami? It's, it's been a, it's been a while, right? Since the second. I one. mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I kind of see the uh, the other Remedy games as continuations of Alan Wake. Oh, mm. fair, fair. So fair. I uh, obviously, uh, what was it, Quantum Break? Uh, Quantum, yeah, Quantum Break. Break? Uh, the one for control, after, you mean? Yeah, and then control. Yeah. I I really liked Quantum Break. I a lot yeah. of people don't don't like it, but I I really liked that game. Yeah. Um, it was such a cool experiment. Nobody else would have made that. Only Remedy would have made that game. I agree. Um, and also, like there, that there, there was a lot of actors in the cutscenes of that game that came yeah. from The Wire, which is my all-time favorite TV show. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so like I, The Wire for me is best TV ever made, and like there's a lot of nods to The Wire in the casting yeah. of of that thing. I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> you know, but just combining game and movie that way, or TV series to be precise, it was such an interesting. Uh, you know, in, in the end, kind of flawed idea, but I have such a weak spot for flawed ideas. Yeah. I love that right? they try, man. That's the most same, important thing. Same, you know, we gotta try. We gotta, you know, do something new. That's really cool. Long live remedy for that. And then, yeah, uh, obviously, that. Control had a had a pretty explicit Alan Wake, not a few even. Uh, mm-hmm. So they've been working towards Alan Wake coming back for a long time. The Alan Wake um, right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's too early for this, Yosama. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Strike uh, it from the record. <laughs> Overruled. Too late. But also, like we wouldn't expect any less. It will be very, <laughs> dispo- it will be very disappointing. Otherwise, we need some dad jokes from Osama. Of course, they need to happen. They ha- need to happen. To happen. Why, why, why do the Norwegians put barcodes on their ships? Oh no. I don't know. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. So they can Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you killed.
killed it. That was amazing. <laughs> so so good. <laughs> that was very worth it for the laugh alone. <laughs> the laugh alone is enough. <laughs> good. Um, um, yeah, but Alan Wake being a um, a survival horror game. Yeah, right. That I did. I didn't. I did not expect that. It's a good fit. I mean, the world is a good fit for it. Yeah, yeah. Unexpected, agreed. But I mean, yeah, it's it, it could work. I just expected another action adventure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but okay, I I will I will one hundred percent take survival <laughs> horror game. Uh, again, it's Remedy. They can do very little wrong. Like between Bungie <laughs> and Remedy, they're they're the two studios. Ready output. I'll uh, play it. And uh, Rami, even though it's a survival horror game, we can play it together so that you know you're not uh, you're not, not too, too uncomfortable. Scared. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot play horror games, but um, I hope that they bring it in a direction where the horror is like because one of the things I liked about Alan Wake is that it's not actually a horror game, right? The the way they no. marketed it was actually it's a psychological thriller as a video game. Yeah, it's very atmospheric. Right. And I think that was very similar for, for Quantum Break, which was sort of like an action thriller. And then um, Control, which was, again, like a supernatural thriller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the Remedy doesn't... It's not a studio that makes you jump scare. It does it once a game or something, right? No. It's a studio that makes you go like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. It's true. Um, yeah, and they they nail that, and I just love that they're a thriller studio because making thrillers in games is incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they do it every time. So I I just hope that they lean into that, like it's a survival horror thriller. Because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to play a horror version of Alan Wake. I'll be really honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. I'm very excited. So I'm looking forward to see uh, more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other game that also caught my attention, another Swedish game um, called Metal Helsing- uh, Hellsinger. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw the trailer. Which is like, um, imagine, oh, no. if you're, imagine if you're playing Doom, but you have to shoot to the rhythm of a metal song the entire time. Oh, <laughs> So it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, the new, the new Doom, like, you know, Doom or Doom Eternal, like this kind of like uh, shooter, but you're, yeah. you know, and you're listening to a very awesome metal soundtrack, but you're shooting to the rhythm actually gives you, uh, you know, it's how you play the game, basically. That's right. a really cool idea. I've seen similar things in indie spaces where it's like a twin shooter, but you only look in a direction and it shoots for you at a rhythm and you have to just time it. So like I've seen like explorations of similar themes like that, but I've never seen that with this level of budget. I'm looking at the trailer right now. The trailer looks great, um, and yeah, uh, the game looks looks pretty cool. Very excited about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm saying man, like the, there's a lot of yeah. uh, studios that are really killing it, and um, there's Elden Ring. I don't know how you guys feel about yeah. uh, Dark Souls style games, but I'm a I'm a fan. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not really, but I I looked at the trailer and I went like, yeah, that's a that's a trailer for a video game that people <laughs> will enjoy. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm a like I actually bought Dark Souls, uh, the Japanese version, before it was announced for North America. I was super excited to get it. I love the world building in those games, and I'm not good enough to to play them for very long. But I've bought mm-hmm. every single one. I have Dark Demon Souls. I have Dark Souls one, two, and three. I have Bloodborne, and I always play them for a few hours until I get to the point of frustration where I can't keep going, <laughs> and yeah. then I stop. So I'll definitely get Elder Ring. <laughs> play it for a bit (laughs) yeah i'm just not going to finish it i because yeah that's my track record is i beat usually the first big boss and then Mm -hmm. i get frustrated at the second boss and i just like you know at at some point i hit a a skill ceiling and i just it'll take too much effort for me to to pass it uh i did similar things with returnal i played i I finished returnal about halfway Uh Uh, i absolutely loved it it was my Game of the year for this year. Like, really, really incredible world building. Um, very elegant game. I just, I will never finish that game. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Right. I understand yeah. that. Like, um, I didn't finish I didn't finish all from software games, but there are some games that, that I did finish, or, like, there are some moments in those games that, like, they go, they rank very high up in, like, my all-time favorite gaming moments. Yeah. Like, right. uh, there's some moments in Sekiro, for example. Like, I have obviously been very frustrated in a bunch of the boss fights but i've also never been this exhilarated at the same time that's you know? right and there's you know some design decisions uh, and also artistic design decisions that felt really well hand in hand in bloodborne that i've rarely seen in in another game before right yeah uh, there, there's like you know those games are special um, yeah. In a lot of ways and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. including the way they demand things from the player which yeah. i i can totally relate to like not only do i think that they're not for everybody they're not for me all the time even yeah. you know like they're not for, they're, they're not for me i i i do the same as Sam. i play them for a few hours and then i go yeah okay okay i see what they're doing and i i don't find it interesting enough to throw myself at it over and over mm-hmm. again but i can very easily see how it could be right it's just mm-hmm. like you said not for me mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 one of those uh, things in which, like, right. yeah, right. Um, you you can you can be uh, in or out or somewhere in between. Um, but I I totally understand. Like, they uh, they're very frustrating for to, yeah. to, to in some areas and very exhilarating in some areas. Uh, the one I last I game I want codes. to <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> the one last game I want to mention. Uh, maybe there's two, but like the one I want to talk about, and there's the teaser I want to also mention. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a game called Thirst, Thirsty Suitors. Yeah, Thirsty yeah, Suitors. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm watching the trailer. I don't know exactly what I'm looking at, but I'm loving everything about it. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like, yep. um, it's like Annapurna strikes again. I don't know where they find these games, but good on them. Please keep on finding these games. Most mostly in LA, to be honest. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they they're pretty localized with their funding, which is one of the only major criticism I have of that of that publisher label. But yeah, um, I don't I know think... where Thirsty Suitors is from, to be honest. But yeah, uh, very U.S. focused publisher. It was Eka Eka worked on that one, right? Uh, so... Might have been. So then it will be UK, isn't it? I think it's Outer no, Loop it... Games. Yeah, Outer, Outer Loop. Loop Games. Yeah, where are they based? I thought they were based in California. Am I wrong? Yeah, that that would not surprise me. They might be. I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 game is uh, <laughs> it's 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 it very looks interesting. In, 
It looks incredible. Very stylish, um, focusing on like interesting subject matters, um, like some adult-themed subject matters as well. Like it kind of rem- reminded me a little bit of Catherine, in which like it's talking about dating lives and that kind of stuff, and expectations from dating life and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see more. Actually, I'm excited to play it without seeing more. I've seen enough. <laughs> I want to, I want to be completely surprised by what's that's in fair. the game. So yeah. uh, I looked it up, and Outer Loop is a, a fully distributed indie studio. So they're all over the world. Oh, yeah, okay. but they still, they still have a place. I'm sure they do. I can't find right. it on their website. So no, <laughs> fair enough. It's, it's pretty um, cool. Yeah, no, it's a cool game. That I mean, my 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 thoughts on Annapurna should absolutely not take away from this game being cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's just a it's it's the one criticism I have of that of that publishing house, and they you know. They're not great at communication every now and then, but that's that's just industry stuff, right? Like that's whatever. The game the game looks the game looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what about what about we do uh, instead of instead of uh, continuing too much longer on the game awards? How about I just read a list of all the stuff that happened at the game awards, and we just really quickly say what we think. Okay, I was, I was, yeah, that was the last one I wanted to talk about. Um, because that's the yeah. thing, I thought so as well, but I scrolled through a list and there's more. Okay, what? So, <laughs> yeah, all, right, um, more. all right, Star Wars Eclipse, how do we feel? Um, that sounds right, Alan Wake yeah. 2. <laughs> I'm uh, excited, yeah. I'm very uh, excited. Same, same, just hope it's not too horror Uh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> yeah. we already did. Yes. Yes. Elden Ring, we talked about. Suicide yes. Squad killed the Justice League. I've been hyped for that one forever. I I am actually that. pretty excited. I'm yeah. very excited. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, Hellblade 2, Senua Saga? I've never played a Hellblade, so I don't have an opinion. Um, Hellblade was very good. Yeah, yeah, I heard good things. It just never made it to... It's not very long. You should give it a go. I, it's on my list. It's been on my list forever. I'll okay, never okay. make it through that list. <laughs> Um, I wasn't sure if I loved the trailer, but I, I sure love what they're what they're. I mean, it looks like more Hellblade. Yeah, yeah, I will play it. It's one of those yep. things. Like, yeah, this will come out. I will play. It. Yeah. Yep. Uh, our graders we discussed Forspoken. Looks cool. Always liked yeah. what that game looked like. Yeah, I'm always intrigued. There's a Final Fantasy esque thing to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It ha- it has that vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Horizon Forbidden West. Well, I'm I'm hyped for that one, but obviously yeah, it's a Dutch too. game. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> I'm it hyped for it because Horizon uh, was one of my favorite. The games first Horizon was out. great. Yeah. yeah, I I bounced off of it near Meridian and then only saw the ending when my mom played it. But oh, I love wow. the game. Yeah, um, I I really love the game. It's just it it stretched a little longer than my my attention span at that time could could handle. Um, I, I looked up for spoken, by the way, and yeah, yeah, I forgot the name, but that one looks really, really cool. Right, yeah, right. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, yeah, but, Sonic goes open world. Let's Sonic let's, goes let's go. Breath of the Wild, <laughs> vertical <laughs> open world exploration. I'm all for it. Let's go. I'll, I'll give it a um, try. Cuphead, the delicious last course. Yes, yeah. more Cuphead. Yes, more Cuphead. I'm I'm Cup, I'm good Cup. with more Cuphead. I love Cuphead, but it's too hard for me. So I'll watch someone right. else play this. Right. Yeah. Sim- similar to the Souls games, right? Like, yes, exactly. I really love the game, but also it's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, I-, I loved it. Um, so I-, yeah. I played I played a lot of Cuphead. So more of it is. Yes. Nice. Good. 
Star Trek Resurgence. That wasn't at the show. I don't. I don't. I don't think that was at the show. I, I refuse to believe. Okay, I don't. I refuse know. to believe I that was at the show. <laughs> I remember it. Uh, the Expanse, a Telltale series. Uh, I like the Expanse TV show. I'm more excited about Star Trek, and they're both similar. So yes, mm. but not as much as Star Trek. All right, all right, fair, fair. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. I like the first one. Um, yeah. And uh, this one seems to be a, a big improvement from the trailer, so I'm yep. excited to see more. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I thought the first one was kind of clunky, but had good ideas. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what they can do with a second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, June Spice Wars. I'm terrible at RTSs, but I love them, and I usually get them and play them on easy against a computer. <laughs> so, like, full transparency and honesty, I really love it, but I can't learn builds and like practice. Too much. Right, I can't wait for a new real time strategy game, like yeah. like proper four X old school real time strategy. Four um, X. Um, I don't I think this one's a four X. I think this no, one is it, just start. I think it. I think like, it's based on uh, on four X elements. That's at least really? what the what a lot of the coverage. Because it was a new RTS game. I'm like, I'm gonna look this up, and they're like, Yeah, there's there's some four X elements in this. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, Slitterhead, which was the 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 new um, the new studio Bokeh from uh, Keiichi. Well. Oh, so it's a Japanese game. Yeah, it's a Toyama game. A Toyama game. Yes, yes, I remember. I liked a lot of the... How do I pronounce that first name? The aesthetic. Keiichiro? Chiro? Did they just make a typo in this list? Keiichiro? Keiichiro? Yeah, Yeah, that'll be it. Uh, uh, Because they wrote it here with Rio at the end. And I'm like, I think this is a typo. I can't can't imagine that combination existing. Um... Okay, Slitherhead horror game. Not into horror games. Oh, right. looked looked cool. Looked cool. It, I yeah, like, I, the, the aesthetics looked pretty nice. Okay, Among Us VR. Uh, probably with with my kids at some point taking turns because they love Among Us like crazy. It's it's weird because I'm never gonna play that, but somehow I'm really happy it exists. <laughs> um, Saints Row. Yeah. I it's love been Central. a while. It's been a yeah. while since I had the Saints Row. I'll, yeah. I'll play it, but also that trailer was very long. <laughs> that was a very long trailer. Like, yo, we know what Saints Row is. Watched, was that the trailer you watched right before going to the bathroom? Because maybe that's why. Not <laughs> really I, long. Really, Did you play really, that right before Star Trek? <laughs> absolutely, could have been. Um, Nightingale, which is that shared world survivor crafter game with the big monsters. Intrigued, yeah. Always good to see new IPs, so yeah, yeah why not? Yep, true. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland looked uh, very stylish. Love the it attitude. Very Gearbox, right? Yeah, very Gearbox. Oh, that one, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I know which one you're talking about. You had to say Gearbox, now I remember which one it was. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Crossfire X, which is the yeah. Smilegate game. Yeah. That yeah. looked all right. Yeah, I I think it's very similar. Like, yeah, okay, we'll 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 see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the big ones left are uh, Monster Hunter Rise getting an expansion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is coming to PC and slowly increasing in title size. 
extra turbo. Right. Dying Light 2 got a new cinematic trailer. I really like the first Dying Light. I'm unsure how I'm feeling about the second one, but I I really like Dying Light 1. I will play it. I like the first one. Yeah. It was really Same. fun to play with friends. So I will for sure play the second one. Warhammer Space Marine 2 announced, so Super more people can be conf- more people can now be confused about whether the fascists are good or bad. <laughs> yes, but that game was like yeah. the first game was really fun. So It was it's a fun game. Yeah. Um, Tunic has a release date, which I'm very excited for Tunic. Um, it's a, an isometric Zelda game with a fox in it as the main yeah. character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked, looked cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like the old Zeldas. Like, yeah, yes. Really Persona 4 Arena Ultimax coming to PS4, Switch, and PC. Okay. Yes, fighting games. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You two like those. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, uh, I mean, beat me at it. When it <laughs> that's less fun, right? Um, <laughs> so fun. Rumbleverse is a brawler battle royale by Iron Galaxy. Yeah. I like the the art style. It's yeah, different. Yeah, uh, I'm actually, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm sure Iron Galaxy is taking a bit of a bet on this one, so I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Doke V Rockstar music video extended cut. I remember that. That happened. Uh, I don't think I'm the target audience for that one. I, I really okay. don't think I was either, but it absolutely happened. It was yeah. it was a thing <laughs> that occurred during this show. Yeah, I am uh, very excited about Dokevi and everything right. relates to it. Perfect. Perfect. One Habibi was super into it. <laughs> uh, not, not, not that trailer necessarily, but I like that. Just what is happening. Uh, just what's happening. is like, I don't know what's going on, but yes. Cool. (laughs) The Lord of the Rings column, Gollum, column, the untold story. As a trader. There's too many columns in this type. I love it. That's what I'm calling that game from now on. Column, column, column. column. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that looked good. It looked good. Uh, I didn't see gameplay, I think. So, like. Maybe something was gameplay, but it didn't. It didn't feel like they cut the gameplay. Yeah. And then uh, there was uh, um, Thirsty Suitors, which we which we talked about. Yes. Babylon's mm-hmm. Fall got a release date, which cool. Uh, PUBG Battlegrounds is going free to play. Tachia was a game inspired by New Caledonia, and it lets your soul jump into animals. It looked very pretty. Also Zelda inspired. Yep. Which is cool. Yep. Uh, Have a Nice Death was a roguelite that mixes uh, safety with um, a workplace comedy with roguelike action. Mm-hmm. That was that was okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Death Celsi. Yes. Somerville. Intrigued. Yep, I'm 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 curious. I want to see more. I see Planet- play more and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Planet of Lana looked really pretty. Really pretty. Yeah, yeah that's really, really the, uh, pretty. Yeah. One of the ones I'm super excited about. I mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. King of Fighters 15 reveals so, a, a new character and an open beta test. King of Fighters is traditionally one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Can't say I'm a huge fan of the art style of 14 and 15, but I bought mm-hmm. 14 anyway, and I will buy 15. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Online. 
Yeah, uh, the cinematic uh, trailer, but I want to see more gameplay to see what the right. game's about. Yeah, I mean the Gun who did that game, they uh, they they've like they've done well with asymmetrical multiplayer games, so I'm kind of exactly. curious. Exactly. Yeah, I'm curious as well. Uh, GTFO. No, uh, another product of Sweden, I think. Yeah, yeah. I it also looked interesting. There was yeah, a really, like like moment when uh, the one of the devs was announcing it on the stage, and he got really nervous. And he got so I, nervous, it yeah, was adorable. I just wanted to like run on stage and give him a hug. I wasn't there, yes. of course, so that would have right. taken a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, Osama. Like we we have the Arab disadvantage where running into a stage is probably not the smartest thing. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So probably not. Let's not do that. Uh, Homeworld three. I'm super excited about. Yes, I wanted to mention that uh, the home world man. Yeah. It's so good that they're they're so back. So good! I'm so <laughs> happy. That I'm such was a fan. Short, but got me like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, I'm the, All the goosebumps! I was super excited. Yes. Uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt had a new trailer. Was a free to play battle royale game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I actually do not remember that. Uh, I, um, I remember seeing it. The, the cinematic uh, wasn't all that impressive. If I'm I mean, it's funny because that game, one the 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 key art looks like me, so people keep sending it to me. <laughs> That's <laughs> really so weird. Oh, um, there was an alternate history game called Steel Rising. Yeah, set during the French Revolution. Then, um, uh, like Osama said, Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it was Fauzi who brought it up actually? Yeah. Oh, it was Fauzi. I'll take credit. If, it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Evil West. Yes. An upcoming third-person action game where you eradicate vampiric hordes with your lightning fuel gauntlet and become a Wild West superhero. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then finally, the most important one, there was a new Destiny trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you actually missed the most important one. Uh, Vermintide is coming out with a new character. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was that was probably under the um, under the uh, Warhammer uh, thing. Yeah. I just didn't uh, read that one. Yeah. yeah. But okay, let, let, I I just want to jump into Destiny for like one minute because uh, of that's one of the only things. What a surprise! One of the only things I've played this week, and I just wanna I just wanna um, um, I just wanna for a moment explain to you what the breadth of the destiny ip is so destiny is traditionally a game about like sci-fi and monsters and like good and evil and philosophy and like eternal life and stuff like that so bungie turned 30 years old uh, earlier this year and they're celebrating it by having a three-month celebration in destiny uh to celebrate their their heritage as a studio so there's all sorts of Halo weapons. They're bringing back weapons from Destiny 1. There's the knots of like Myth and Marathon and all these other games, right? Mm-hmm. Which is great. And they've thematically tied it into a seasonal event uh, called the 30th anniversary season, effectively. And um, the storyline is the best thing I've ever seen. And I just wanted to call it out because it made me so happy. In the mm-hmm. Destiny universe, which is now building towards this sort of horrific conclusion of a story arc where the the enemies get access to the same powers as our guardians, so they become immortal, and this this enemy uh, has outsmarted us and is now using our powers against us, and it's it's really looking to shake up the the entire universe. 
Um, that's what we're going towards. The story has sort of been like getting more grim and darker, and like we're we're basically realizing that we're not going to win this fight. So the 30th anniversary edition story lands at this beautiful place. The story is very simple. The planets of our solar system have gained consciousness in the universe, in, in, in the Destiny universe, and they're called the Nine, and they're this mysterious force that speak to us via an emissary. The emissary's name's Xur, and he's a roped figure with tentacle faces. He just has tentacles for a face. <laughs> and he speaks about things like how his will is not his own, and he only shows up once a week to sell us exotic weapons and armor from like his stashes. Um, but he's, they're, they're these very grav... They have this gravitas, and every now and then the Nine would pull you into this sort of mystical universe where there would be a giant pool of water and all these constellations, and there would be different constellations, but one of them was a giant horse. Hmm. Right? Uh, and they, they represent different mythologies or like or like fa- facets of the Nine. Anyway, it's the 30th anniversary, <laughs> so the Nine have decided that what they really want is Takeshi's castle, and uh, so they've made a big obstacle course for the Guardians in their domain, and they've turned Xur into a game host because they're unknowable. So now Xur is a game host. And uh, you're just kind of running around. And uh, the the star horse really wants violence. So there's now a whinnying horse in the background while Xur is yelling game host lines from TV series uh, while, while we're getting loot. And for some reason, it does not feel out of place. Which I Greg. think that's incredible. Sounds <laughs> very cool, Rami. I think like, you know, at some point we need to um, we need to like have this podcast be um, sponsored by Game Pass <laughs> and Dust and Bungie. And Bungie. And just get it over with. <laughs> also, so let's talk about Flight Simulator real quick. Oh, yeah. so we get that in as well. Oh yes, and that too. So double and Microsoft sponsorship. Yeah. And then also we want to just uh, you know we want to talk about uh, Gmail. For being our email provider, so thank you, Google, and uh, Elgato for the microphones. That's very good. Very good. Yeah. Speaking uh, of Gmail and email providers, wow, wow, what, oh, what oh. is you this happening? What? There were things. There were things I wanted to say, but you know, for this transition, I'm not saying them anymore. We're uh, close. They were, they were We're so done. good. You know what? Osama, the floor is yours. It's thank all you. you. I took a bow. No one side but i took wow. a bow yeah wow that was that was next level <laughs> thank you amazing all right let's jump into the meat of it the reason this podcast exists yes i said it <laughs> the email yeah. corner um so we have two emails for this week let's jump into the first one if we're gonna give it uh-huh. a name it should just be el mail or something what should el mail <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And man, okay, let's do it. All right. So um, if you want, if you want to send us emails, what do we do, uh, Osama? You send us emails, and we'll read them at, at info, info at thehabibis <laughs> I was like, are you really going to go with like? If you want to send us emails, send, send us, us emails. emails. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so the first email is by our friend Marcus and. Uh, what Marcus says is, I wanted to take the opportunity to thank all three of you for making me feel like your friend. That was That's why I was comfortable calling him friend. For sharing mm-hmm. your successes and your failures, for always being kind to each other, for being funny and lighthearted, and also somber and sincere. 
I think it is especially meaningful to me to hear other grown men, professionals, being open and treating each other with respect. Ah, oh, that was, that oh, was so very beautiful. sweet. Thank you very much. We're yes. grown men, guys. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. We've, we've managed to su- successfully trick everybody to think that we are, you know, adult and mature. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Uh, it's interesting because the beginning part of this email, which I won't read out, it's a little bit long, but he mentions about how when he listens to us, he actually came like gets the impression that he he knows us and somehow tricked himself into thinking we know him and <laughs> that exact thing happened to me in, in in the past where i used to listen to this other video game podcast uh, years ago called uh, idle thumbs mm-hmm. and i i bumped into one of the podcasters at gdc and i was about to introduce myself as if i was an old friend like hey it's mm. been a wait no you have no idea who I am. <laughs> and that was such a weird moment where I, this, like the, 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 he, he probably looked at me and was like, why are you smiling? Why did your smile disappear? Why did you just walk away from me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Probably ended up more awkward than if you yeah. had just continued, <laughs> but you know. Absolutely. So like, I, I totally get it. I've lived yeah. that experience. Um, yeah. Same. Yeah. Cause we're, we're being like, you know, honest and we're, we're being open. So of course it creates a sense of familiarity. Uh, but we're talking to each other mostly, right? Uh, we do right. like I do. I, I do feel like I, I'm getting to know the people on our Discord, and a lot of them, the people on in our community, are friends from there. But right. listeners, you know, it's a one-way relationship, unfortunately. So it's, this is a good segue to say, join us on our Discord if you want to actually, you know, <laughs> <laughs> make it a two. He's killing it. He's good. Somebody give this guy a promotion. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> <Baby, laughs> double. Like <laughs> maybe if I just maybe if I just stop talking, this podcast will be better now. <laughs> I'm just telling destiny stories, and everybody goes like, "Yeah, okay, uh, let's do email." And I here is doing incredible transitions. Thank you. Um, but no, I mean, that's part of it, right? Like the the, the, the they call it uh, um, uh, parasocial relationships. Yeah. Um, and and it's a very common thing on the internet nowadays. I. I actually don't mind if we meet in real life, if you just walk up and go like, hey, I listen to the Habibis and, you know, I love or hate or whatever the podcast. Like, I'm super good with that. So if we ever come across each other in real life, come say hi. Absolutely. Yeah, please um, do. Come say and hi. And if you're comfortable with it, you know, I'll give you a hug. That's totally yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm so that. yeah, no. Uh, like, well, obviously, I I deeply appreciate when people listen to, to the show, right? Like, Same. Yeah. It's it's um it's one of my favorite things of the week every week, um and and you know the the audience and the audience response and everybody caring about you know what we're up to and what is happening it's 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 lovely. Um, I get to catch up with the other with the other two Habibis is obviously amazing, but I know that really like the the audience is like this. Y'all are a big part of like the the sort of like the. Um, the background of this show, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I can oh. talk to Fauzi, I can talk to Osama, but we get different conversations. Yes. And I like these conversations that we're having because of the audience a lot. Like, they're, they're fun, they're fun, interesting conversations. So uh, I'm very thankful for that. And I, I appreciate that. So. This is legitimately the highlight of my week. I look forward mm-hmm. to it all the time. If I could do this <laughs> while flying, it would just be incredible. The best. <laughs> I, would be, I would be incredibly happy. All right. That's a great idea for an episode. <laughs> we film it in the air. Like, <laughs> We're on the air and in the air. All the time. <laughs> like, I love airplane that. engine in the background. 
Yeah, that sounds, that sounds smart. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Uh, but first, let's read our second email. Oh. So this email is by Sarah. Um, and Sarah says, I heard recently from a group of game industry professionals that the game industry currently lacks a middle class, or there are huge studios with a lot of money and small studios with uh, not that much money. Because of this, the former can choose to hire whoever they want, usually top and established talent, and the latter focuses uh, on hiring senior talent because they need someone who knows what they're doing in order to keep at the lowest possible cost. As a result, there really isn't a place for entry-level talent or room for training, and it's almost almost seen as a charity to do so. What do you think mm-hmm. about all this? And if you agree, what do you think can be done to support new talent in the industry? Yeah, no, I mean it, it, it's exactly true, and it, I think this is not a new this is not a new realization for for a lot of the industry. Uh, we we have this tendency of letting the middle fall out, right? We did it when indie games came up, and sort of like the B game market disappeared instantly and overnight. Yeah, I think right now the the economics on the industry are rough, and it means that everybody hires what they can based on their resources, which means small studios hire a lot of like student talent or like uh, you know start their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, while AAA is mostly looking for experience, mm-hmm. and because there isn't much of a middle ground, like you you kind of end up in this weird situation because people always think that promotion in games is like your your skill set increases and part of that is true Mm -hmm. right but i think the bigger thing is your understanding of the process increases and Mm -hmm. your understanding of the people and your understanding of communication and Mm -hmm. uh, eventually management right Mm -hmm. increases i don't think anybody i don't think a lot of careers are like i got better at doing art so i i went up Right, like you, you get paid more, and you might get promoted. But I think the expectation is more that you're better at communicating in the process. And mm-hmm. since a lot of people are temps or outsourced or freelancers or, um, you know, only at a studio for several years, we just kind of lose that. Yeah, I, I think um, one of the biggest problem with this this whole situation is that everyone thinks in the short term, mm-hmm. um, and it's really hard to break out of that. So if you want to make a game, hire the best talent, right? Yep. Well, how about you take a little bit longer to make, make that game, hire the best talent and hire people under them that they could train so that you know, you're know you able to just in case they leave or if they need a break or whatever, that you have someone to be able to step in. Right. Um, the established studios tend to do this. The right. starting up studios don't tend to do this because they're thinking more in the short term. They don't, you know, they they have. It's hard. It's hard to break them out of that too because if you put right. yourself in their shoes, they're trying to establish themselves, and it's risky. It's hard to think long term when you're not sure if you're going to survive middle term or short term. Right. Although I do think a lot of big studios are at fault of this. Well, right. I agree. Like I don't absolutely I, agree. Because, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of big studios where it's like, oh, no, a main person is leaving. And they're like, well, I guess we have to hire a new senior. Because they didn't think long Because they didn't trade anybody internally, which exactly. is just absolutely wild. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I also speak about in terms of like in, in the industry, we uh, like one of the issues we have is that we don't have that many junior positions open a lot of the times as well that match the number of people entering the the industry, whether from schools or something like this, uh, creating a very difficult uh, situation for people who are just starting out. 
I think uh, you know a lot of companies uh, have been, but and should be focusing even more on like you know more internship programs, more openings in junior position. This is a problem that also extends to tech in general. It's like, you know, most hiring managers tend to go like, uh, I'll hire somebody with some experience instead of hiring somebody with no experience and work on training them and something like that. Right. Um, usually not a problem in some uh, some other countries. For example, in Japan, that's not an issue usually because companies tend to hire directly from university. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like you hire, they hire you from university, and then it's just assumed that you're going to be with this company until retirement. So it makes a lot of sense for companies like we just go to and interview students, and then we pick people based on you know their skill sets and their mindset, mm-hmm. and then work on training them. So like you know some 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 cultures have that part ingrained in which like the company must invest in you in term in order for you to get invested in the company. Um. Yeah, I don't think that is that that kind of culture is across the board. Unfortunately, something that I think we should be more aware of and discuss a lot more in in industry forums and stuff like that. Agreed. Yeah. I yeah, have I one so. worry though: is that the, I, I don't know about how many people graduate in Japan that want to ca- come into the gaming industry, but it, I, I can't speak for Europe either. But in North America, an impossible number of specifically game designers. Uh, graduate from universities like thousands and mm-hmm. more so like I, I saw one report from a few years ago I don't know if this is still the case where there are more game design graduates than there are game design positions total in the industry in a given year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is un, of course impossible and unsustainable and un, unrealistic We're, having worked in um, academia as well having been a, a professor at a university I see the pro- uh, part of the problem. Part of the problem is that the univer- the uh, big companies, whenever they're asked by the university um, if they should be training more, the companies will always say yes because they have no reason to say no because they don't <laughs> care how many people graduate. The more people go through the program, the better the the people who graduate at the end are, and that's all they care about. And that's I think heartbreaking and immoral and unethical. Right. And we need to do better. So that not as many people, so people are like, we have info sessions at the, like I used to, I, I stopped teaching for about a year now, but before we had info sessions where, uh, where I tell students, this, these are, this is your chance of actually landing a job in the industry. If you graduate from our program or right. even any other program, because if they don't have that information, it's, I think it's unethical to make them go through that entire gauntlet and then get nothing out of it. It's such a difficult thing, Osama, as well. But like, would you want to be the professor that tells the student uh, that you have a very slim chance and then that student succeeding and then you're the first slide in their presentation saying like, this is the professor that told me I I might never make it and here I am. You know what I mean? It's 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 hard, but I tell them that before they sign up to the program to let them know at least. Like that's the sessions happened before. I, I yeah. actually get I actually get hired by universities to pr- be the person that tells their students that. Yeah. Wow. Right. Like that's an actual talk of mine. I give a talk called "You Don't Stand a Chance," and it's one of the most popular talks mm-hmm. that I do. And yeah. it's one of the only ones that is prepped because it's the same talk every time because mm-hmm. it's a new year of students every time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And ninety percent of them are not going to make it. No. Mm-hmm. Right, they're gonna they're gonna go into a industry. It's not like it's a useless degree at that point, right? Like there's yeah. plenty of things you can do with a with a with a degree like uh, like from the games industry. But there's definitely 
better degrees that you could have, right? Um, so I think good good game schools tend to train their people for the games industry and the fallback, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and I think that that's important because there just isn't enough games industry to catch everybody that's coming out. So I come in and I t- I give people a reality check for each discipline. I go like, well, you think you're good? Look at this. Yeah, this is industry standard. I know you're you're mostly seeing your work compared to your fellow students. As soon as you leave the door here, nobody cares about your fellow students. You have to be good. You have to communicate well. You have to be a nice person. You have to have the the, the attitude to to make it in games. And you nowadays you have to be picky, right? Like you have to pick where you end up because there's a lot of companies that will just burn you out happily and then just kick you kick you aside for the next batch of students. So yeah. there's there it the whole the whole games education thing is it's a little heartbreaking, but it is. It, it, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't really see alternatives at the moment, like not with the way the world is. Like, so the I just universities giving... have to scale back the number of students that they right, do these but they won't do that because they, they make money there, and the companies exactly. won't stop saying we need more students because they make money off of it. Yeah. For them, it's not a problem if ninety percent of them don't make it into the games industry or don't get a job. That's not that's not the company's problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There's also some... like I said, there's also like uh, like I said, there's also the, the the student like if that was the only solution, then there's also the students that have been denied access to that education that you right. know, still want right. to become game developers and why they, they ended up doing it. And so it's a multifaceted issue in which like, yeah. there, there is no right answer to right now, unfortunately, other than I guess what Osama said earlier is that to make sure that everybody's aware of the odds and the difficulties. And then that we constantly have this conversation so that we, we try to find solutions together. I think, I think that's important. I I, I hear a lot like people going like, I don't want to have this discussion again. And I'm like, no, we need to have this discussion every year. This is important. Every year there's new students coming into the games industry, listening to existing developers that are talking about these issues. And I think these are just conversations that need to keep happening. The same thing with the accessibility discussion and the difficulty discussion and discussion about like, you know, like every like Ludo narrative dissonance and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, those are conversations that we like why communication is more important than your heart skills, like all, all sorts of stuff like that. We need to have those conversations over and over. Yeah. Because new people keep joining. Yeah. That's right. And I think like, you know, the the positive of that is that the entry level game developers right now, they are way more skilled than the so entry good. level game developers of my generation. Oh, like we are we I are so bad in comparison. <laughs> Let yeah. that, that you can clearly see that um the the, the variety of situations that have uh, that exist have created a, a, a high bar of accomplishment for for the people who are entering in. So, like that's mm-hmm. if there's if there's a hopeful side of this is that people are developers and young developers are becoming more and more amazing. So that's yep. only pushing the industry forward eventually as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was a great question. Thank you so much for that, Sarah. Yeah. So, thank you, Sarah. It's, and we could have a whole entire hour podcast on discussing all the different facets of it. It's, or it's we could just something. list everything that happened at the Game Awards. 
<laughs> All right. I guess we've done both of those things. This we've done both that. of those things. Yeah, and we've we done have it anything in, else to discuss? I think we're We good. have it in like um, approximately 70 minutes after the edit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we should stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> All right. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to send me more emails. This is our favorite part of this podcast. I'm speaking Osama's to the other heavy Our favorite part. Our favorite part. kick in the outro. Here we go. Salam, everybody. <laughs> Salam, everyone. Salam. Salam. <laughs>